Do you love mysteries? I do. I love the classic whodunits. I could watch them all day. And they usually all start the same. The world is good. Everything is great. Everybody is happy. And then someone dies. You see, there's a victim for every whodunit. Someone who's going to die. Now, victims are great in a mystery. But in real life, they're not so fun. When men play the victim, it usually isn't a fun thing to see. Plus, it usually hurts those who love them. Let's find out why men play the victim on today's show. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Confident Man Podcast, empowering men with the confidence they need to live their adventure. Now, here is your host, David Maxwell. Hey guys, welcome to today's show. I'm glad you could join me on the Confident Man Podcast. Now, one of the funniest and funnest parts of being a parent is when your kids engage in fake crying. I don't know if when you were a kid, if you did that, I'm sure everybody did at some point when they were a kid. Now, when my kids were smaller, I thought it was hilarious. And I, one of the things I wanted to do was to buy a little Academy Award to give to my kids. You know, just have that little gold statue waiting for them. And when they're just doing that fake cry, you just go get it and you hand it to them and say, good performance. That was a good one. You moved me. It made me feel like this is real. Because, you know, kids can put on the fake cry. And the funniest thing is when they're fake crying and you'll ask them a question and they just stop and they'll answer your question and then they go back into the fake cry. Now, we laugh at kids when they do that. I mean, it's pretty hilarious. The sad thing is I think some parents can't tell when their kids are fake crying, but it's pretty obvious, really. But it's not funny when men do it. Now, I'm not saying men fake cry, although that wouldn't be pretty to see and I wouldn't want to see it. But I'm talking about when men play the victim. You see, there's a lot of men out there who they don't take responsibility for their own actions. They blame everybody else. They say things like, you know, oh, it's not my fault. You know, so-and-so made me do it, or it's because of this or become of that. And what's happening is we're living in a society where a lot of men are playing the victim and it's hurting us. It's hurting our society. It's hurting these men. And if they have families, it's hurting them. Now, why do men play the victim? We're going to figure that out today. And we're going to talk about how they often have an inward victim. And then a lot of these guys, they just don't go on the inward journey. And a lot of these men don't recognize the inward realities in their own life. Now, when men play the victim, a lot of times what they do is they become an inward victim. And when I say inward victim, I don't necessarily mean that men act it out on the outward. What I'm talking about is what's going on inside their head. You see, a lot of men have inner voices that speak to them and they become victims of their own inner voices. It's kind of like your own inner venom, but instead of wanting to attack others, he attacks you. It's what you say to yourself, what you think about yourself. And a lot of men are living as an inner victim to themselves. They'll say things where they just beat themselves up like, you know, well, I guess I really messed that up. Or why would those people want to ever hang around with me? Oh, she won't like me. I'm not even going to try to talk to her. Or I always mess things up or I'm so stupid. You see, this type of thinking, it can become a mindset. And what it does is it keeps you passive 
as a man. You see, a lot of men are stuck in that mindset because they are victims of their own thinking. So what happens is they don't try new things or try to build relationships because they don't think they can. And what we do when we're men who are inwardly victimizing ourselves, we make all the excuses to ourselves mentally so we don't even try things. Now, to people on the outside, a lot of these guys look like they're not motivated or they're lazy. And some people are, but the majority of men who are not motivated or lazy, at least that's what we think from the outside, they're really inward victims of their own thinking. And what's happening is they're inwardly victimizing themselves. And it's something that they just beat themselves up with so they don't even try because they've already seen how they're going to fail. And so what they do is they project failure before they even try something. And that's what a lot of guys do to themselves mentally. They're just beating themselves up. Now, for some of these guys, it's something they just naturally do. You know, especially people who are perfectionists, people who kind of have that personality. They want to do everything perfect. And if they can't be perfect, then they just don't even try. And so they stop themselves before they try anything because they think, well, I'm not going to be perfect anyway. And other men, it's something that they were taught. They were taught by their parents. You see, a lot of men have lived their whole life with negative voices in their life. People who put them down. It could be a mom. It could be a dad. It could be brothers or sisters. It could be people at school. It could be teachers. And sometimes those voices will put us down as men. And so we hold on to that. We, we hold on to it ourselves. Now, some parents think that using negative comments helps them motivate their kids. You know, they think the little snide remarks are what's going to be the thing that motivates their kid. They think, well, I'm going to put them down so they'll toughen up. And that usually just has the opposite effect on them. And what's happening is these people don't know how to parent. So what they do is they resort to emotionally immature ways of parenting, and that gets passed down to the young boy who becomes a man. And what a lot of men do when they live in that inward victim mentality is they live a reactionary focus. You see, if we as men are living that inward victim, what we're doing is we're always reacting to what other people say or do. And you think, well, what's wrong with that? Well, the problem is if we're always reacting, we're never leading. We're never leading ourselves. And we don't really figure out what we think or what we want. We're always going from the perspective of, well, what do they think? What do they want me to say? What can I say to keep the peace between everybody? And a lot of us as men, we grew up in situations where we had to be the peacekeepers. We had to be the one to kind of keep everybody together. And there's nothing wrong with being able to do that. The problem is when you lose yourself in that, when you kind of inwardly victimize yourself and you don't lead, you don't figure out what you want. You're always doing what someone else wants. And the reason so many of us as men do this is it feels safe to us. We feel like we're in control. But what we're doing is we're living completely reacting to someone else and we're abdicating our own ability to lead, our ability to lead ourselves or lead other people. And what it does is that becomes an attitude that kind of takes over every part of our life. And we only respond to outside influences. And a lot of times that's only if we have to. That's what it means to be an inward victim. Either you're beating yourself up or you've been so trained 
that you only respond to outside influences and you don't do things yourself. Someone has to push you or make you or nag you. And so the question becomes, are you a victim of your own thinking? Do you talk yourself out of things before they even happen? And I'm not talking about being smart. You know, sometimes we do need to talk ourselves out of some things because sometimes we get crazy thoughts or ideas. But is there a way for you to think about really what you think about? What's going on inside your brain? I encourage men all the time to get a journal, to start journaling, to write out their common thoughts, to write out what's going on in their mind. And the reason you should do that is that gives you a chance to kind of analyze your thoughts, to kind of think about what am I thinking about? A lot of us are so busy, we're so busy working, we're so busy doing, we never take the time to really contemplate what's going on in our own mind. And if you never analyze your thoughts, you'll never be able to change them. All right, the second thing we want to talk about in playing the victim as a man is the inward journey. Men often fall victim to the victim mentality when they haven't gone on the inward journey. Now, the inward journey doesn't mean you, you know, sit in a room by yourself and stare at your belly button with a candle going and incense playing and weird music or anything like that. But what I'm talking about is you kind of figuring out your own identity, having clarity on who it is you are as a man. You see, when men are confused and don't have any clarity about their identity, they don't know who they are, they can be easily taken advantage of. You know, the, the guy back in high school who all the girls use, you know, he's the friend guy. He's the guy who all the girls like to hang around. They like them, they're nice to them, and the guys are nice to the girls thinking, well, she's going to figure out one day that she likes me, that I'm the guy, but it doesn't happen. Or the guy who's usually the hanger-on with other guys, you know, they want to be seen as cool, so they hang out with a lot of other guys, they hang out with the cool guys, and they kind of become the the hype squad for the cool guy because they want to be seen as cool. Well, what's happening is they haven't gone on the inward journey, so they don't really know who they are. So they're hanging around all these people and they're letting those people define them. And in our day, it also manifests in men who change loyalty easy. You know, they, they're friends with one person until that person does something they don't like or they need something different so they change to someone else. And what happens is these guys feel like, well, it's okay for me to switch loyalty you know, I can change because I have a genuine reason. But then if someone else does it to them, they feel like they're the victim. And a lot of these guys suffer from the same problem. They don't know who they are. They're trying to find themselves through actions. We see that today in a lot of people who work. I mean, they are nose to the grindstone. They're, they're putting it out every day, working hard, you know, trying to earn money, trying to be successful. And those are good things. But a lot of them do it because they're trying to find themselves in what they do. They define themselves by their work or they define themselves by their hobby. They define themselves by their sports team. I mean, I've known people who literally will cry when their sports team loses. And if they're a college football fan, that means they're putting who they are into an 18 to 22 year old's hands. That's kind of scary to me. And what you want to do as a man, you want to fight this, not going on this inward journey. 
You want to fight to go on the inward journey. And it's hard. It's not something we naturally do because men are the type, we want to get stuff done. So you give us a bunch of problems. We want to fix the problems. And a lot of guys, if you say, hey, I want you to go inside and figure out what you really think and feel. I want you to become more self-aware. They're like, well, that's, that's kind of weird. That's hard. And they don't know how to do it. But a lot of times the men who do this, the men who do become self-aware, they can change the world. They're men who can a lot of times affect more people in a positive way. And what you have to do as a man is go on the inward journey to figure out what are your thoughts? What are your feelings? And I talk to a lot of men about this. And they, a lot of men just kind of look at you like, I have no idea what to do. And the reason is many of them weren't taught. You see, we have a lot of men today who are out trying to act like men, but they don't know what that means. They're going based on stereotypes. You know, well, the movies say I should be like this, or, you know, my dad says I should be like this. And they don't really know who they are. And they're, they're busy. They'll stay busy doing stuff. They'll get married. They'll have kids. They'll be, you know, dads and husbands and do all that. Because what they're doing is they're kind of hiding. They're hiding the fact that they don't know. So they kind of base their whole life on outside things. And what you do when you're a man and you understand your own thoughts and feelings, you gain power. Now, when I say understanding your own thoughts and feelings, you don't have to go buy a membership to Hallmark movies and start binge watching. Please don't do that. I mean, if you like Hallmark movies, fine. You know, uh, my wife used to be a big fan of Hallmark movies. She would want to watch them and I'd watch them with her, you know, because I was a good husband. You know, but uh, since she passed, I have not really watched many Hallmark movies. I've gotten a whole lot more into anime, which she would never want to watch. But here's the deal. What you have to do as a man is learn your own thoughts and feelings. It doesn't mean you don't serve and work with others and maybe do something you don't enjoy doing. But it means you're figuring out who you are. You see, men who have clarity about their own identity, they don't play the victim. Now, they can serve others. They can do stuff. In fact, the men who are the most secure in their identity, a lot of times are the best servants of other people because they're secure enough to take responsibility. But they also move carefully into situations. You see, when a man knows himself, he doesn't just believe everything. He tests things out because he's learned to even test himself out. You see, when, when we know who we are as men, sometimes we're like, okay, let me hold off on that decision because a lot of times I rush into these type of decisions and I don't want to do that right now. And, and we, we take advice. We get input from other people because we want it, because we know that we need it. You see, a lot of men who know themselves, they become stronger in their decision making because they're more secure to ask for help they're more secure to seek advice, and they're more secure to put things on hold because they'd rather be right and figure out what's right, even if it means they're wrong in the long run. They want to do the right thing, even if it means they're wrong. And a lot of guys out there, what they do is they don't, they don't seek uh, input from other people because they want to be seen as right. And they become controllers because they don't know who they are. And then other men, they need that affirmation. And when a man needs affirmation, he can be led around and manipulated by everybody else. And a lot of men don't even realize this. Some of the men who, you know, they consider themselves alpha males, you know, they're actually some of the easiest to control because you just 
click a few buttons and they're going to do what you want them to do because they haven't taken the time to figure out what they really want. They're just playing that alpha male part. But when a man is secure in himself, he doesn't respond to manipulation. He recognizes manipulation because he recognized the feelings he's having at that moment. It's like, wait a minute, you're playing me. I can, I can sense it. You're playing me right now. See, those are men who've gone on the inward journey. So I want to challenge you. Don't be afraid of the inward journey. Don't be scared of it. It takes time, but it will open you up to some amazing clarity about your life. All right, the third area about playing the victim as a man is the inward realities. Now, the majority of men who play the victim, they don't really understand their own inward realities. You see, every one of us as men has some inward realities that are unique to us. You know, for example, I can't sing. I just can't. Now, when I'm by myself, I'm a great singer. If I'm in the shower, at my house by myself, in the car, I am an incredible singer. I hit every note perfectly all the time. However, when I have to sing in front of people and they actually have to hear me, I'm not that good. I just can't do it. I, I can't catch on right. If I'm standing by someone who can sing, I can usually kind of mimic them and parrot them. But most of the time, I know I'm singing off. I just don't care. And that's why I don't get a microphone and sing in front of people. But I don't mind speaking in front of people. I do it all the time. In fact, I enjoy it. It's one of the things I love to do. I love getting in front of other groups and speaking, especially other men. It's one of my favorite things to do. Now, some people hate speaking in front of others. They couldn't stand being in front of others. And you know what? Every one of us is different. As men, we all have strengths and weaknesses, and that's normal. You can't be good at everything, and you shouldn't try. A lot of men today think they should be great at everything. But your greatness is only found when you really focus and specialize on something. You know, when we think of Michael Jordan, what do we think of? We think of the fact that he's one of the greatest basketball players, if not the greatest basketball player of all time. But, you know, Michael's a great golfer. He played baseball at the, I think, double A level, you know, after being out of baseball for years. He's an incredible athlete. He's a great businessman. He does all this other stuff. But what made Michael Jordan great? was his focus on basketball. Now as men, we shouldn't expect ourselves to be good at everything or to even like everything. See, a lot of guys think that they have to do all this man stuff, you know, but they don't really know what it is they're supposed to be or do. You know, well, I've got to like sports. I got to know how to build things. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do the other. You, know, you don't have to do anything. You may be into sports. That's cool. You may be a handyman. That's great. But what if you like reading? What if you like cooking? What if you like investing? What if you like hunting? And what if you like doing other stuff that's just creative, painting? I don't know. The deal is, you are you. Don't try to be someone else. Don't try to watch a movie and says, well, the movie says I have to be like Thor. Well, Thor's not like Thor. That's a, that's a character in a movie. It's not real. And what it is, is us as men, we all have gifts. 
Some of us are great at sports. Some of us are terrible at sports. Some of us can sing. Some of us can speak. Some of us can play instruments. Some of us can cook. I mean, it takes all types. Everyone has things they're good at and things that come naturally to them. And they have things they're just not that good at. And what we have to do is we have to work on the skills to make ourselves better in the areas that we're naturally bent. And what you want to do is quit trying to put all your strength into something that may not be that good. Or maybe something you're just never going to get great at. That doesn't mean you don't fix weaknesses. Every man has weaknesses and we need to work on them so they don't drag us down. But your greatness is usually found in the things you're strong at, the things you're good at. Like I have a friend of mine, Jody, he's a hunter. He's an outdoorsman. And he's just amazing. When I get around him, I'm intimidated as a man because he's so good at that stuff. But that's just not me. I'm not a big hunter outdoorsman. He is. So what I do is I hang out with him. I feel better about myself on the outdoor stuff. But you know, there's things that I do that aren't Jody's thing. Everybody's different. And realizing that helps you as a man take the pressure off yourself. You don't have to be something that somebody else is. You don't have to be exactly what your dad was or what people tell you you should be as a man. What you need to do is figure out your strengths, figure out your weaknesses and flow in that zone. Because in the end, you're not competing with anyone else. You're competing with yourself. You see, as a man, you want to be the best version of you that you can be. Other people can motivate you. They can challenge you, but you're not them. You're you. And when men start looking outside of themselves, when they're not really competing against themselves and not trying to be the best versions of themselves, a lot of times they start playing the victim because they're trying things they can't do or they're not natural at and they fail. And so they start blaming everybody else for their lack. But the problem was they weren't staying true to who they are, their own natural strengths and weaknesses. So what about you? What are your strengths and weaknesses? Don't just make some up. Don't hide others. Deal openly about who you are. Because as you do that, you're not going to play the victim. You're going to take responsibility and you're going to be instantly more empowered as a man. You see, when a man recognizes his own strengths and weaknesses, he's a much wiser and more powerful man. So don't run from your inward realities. Face them and recognize who you are as a man. Closing out the show today, I just want to say that you don't have to play the victim as a man. What I want to challenge you to do is to look inward in the three areas we talked about. Are you kind of treating yourself as an inward victim? Do you beat yourself up more than you should? Or are you afraid to go on the inward journey? Maybe you're not really figuring out what you think, what you feel. Maybe you've always been playing a part your whole life. Or you're not recognizing the inward realities. There's things that you're good at and there's things you're not so good at. And that makes you normal. And each of these steps actually takes you to a higher sense of empowerment as a man. And empowered men are the ones who live a real adventure. So thanks for joining me today. And don't miss next week's show because we're going to talk about why men need thankfulness. We'll see you then. been listening to the confident man podcast click subscribe so you don't miss a future episode 
you can connect with David on Facebook and Instagram at David the Maxwell. Find resources to help you as a man at theconfidentman.me. That's theconfidentman.me.